The inaugural season of the newly sanctioned Arizona Interscholastic Association sport is on the horizon, and it's only a matter of time before it becomes one of the most popular sports for kids around Arizona. The inaugural season of Arizona's eSports League is scheduled to kick off during the fall 2019 sports season. The AIA announced that eSports will be listed as an activity, joining other high school events such as chess, robotics, and theater. eSports is one of the largest growing industries, and Arizona is trying to get ahead of the game by being one of the first states to introduce eSports at the high school level. With 72% of teens playing video games on a regular basis, eSports will be a popular choice for many high school students everywhere. The first eSports season in Arizona was originally scheduled for spring 2019, but was pushed back to the fall 2019. I had a chance to catch up with Brandon Larson, athletic director at Coronado High School, to discuss with him the inaugural eSports season and the ultimate decision by the AIA to push it back. From what I understand, from what has been communicated with me, they, they push it off to the fall season so that they can make sure everybody had their ducks in a row, uh, make sure everybody had the right technology in place. Uh, I know there's a lot of teams that talked about or the districts talked about what games are going to be allowed to play and what they're not being allowed to play. So now that more information's come out about esports and it's it's gaining a little bit more traction, I think it's a little bit bigger animal than anybody expected. So instead of, you know, being first market, they're trying to be best market and and put out a product that, you know, everybody can get behind and that people are going to be excited about rather than you know, this is the AIA pushing out something that, you know, they didn't think about or didn't plan for and you know, I think it looks better on both the AIA and, you know, the schools when we can do it right. Arizona is expected to have over 25,000 competitors across its schools, competing in games of Overwatch and Super Smash Bros., two of the most popular competitive esports games today. Overwatch is an objective-based game with three primary game modes on the competitive scene, with the option for a hybrid game mode where teams will play two of the modes in one match. The first mode is called Assault. In Assault, one of the teams of six is trying to attack to secure two points, while the other team of six plays on the defensive to prevent the other team from securing both points until time runs out. The next mode is called Control. In this mode, two teams of six try to secure the same point and work towards getting 100% completion. This mode has a best of two format. The final mode is known as Escort, in which players on one team must stand on or near a payload and move it to its final destination. The opposing team tries to prevent the Escort team from moving the payload through the checkpoints and to its final destination until the allotted time runs out. In the instance where time runs out and both teams are on the objective, the game will go into overtime and will continue until one of the teams is no longer on the objective. Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is a 1v1 fighting game, where a player chooses a character and they are given a stock amount of lives to play with, the winner is decided by whoever knocks out their opponent first. With these two games being the only games announced so far, esports in Arizona hopes to grow to be something bigger. I spoke with Dr. Austin Nichols, teacher of Coronado High School's gaming club and esports team, about the longevity of esports at the high school level in Arizona. I think once they get started up, if they have enough games and enough different competitions, if it's well supported, I think it'll actually eventually be just as big, if not bigger, than, than other sports. I think it'll rival football and others in terms of popularity. Oh, let's break it! Damn! 
you know, the example I give is I have, you know, a very small football program, about 35 kids. Our soccer program is one of the best in the state, and we have about 60 kids. Um, I walked into the gaming club um, one day because I heard a whole bunch of ruckus in the hallway when I was uh, just walking the hallways at lunch, and there there had to be 75 kids in there. I mean, it was standing room only in uh, Dr. Nichols' class. They were playing, I think, Super Smash Brothers. They had a whole 64-man tournament filled out, um, and the kids were having a blast. They were having a lot of fun. Apagando las luces. Most sports fans around Arizona might be hesitant at first about the idea of welcoming esports. The idea of someone playing a video game for a living has been laughed at by sports fans all across the world, despite the success that has come with it. The top 10 highest earning professional Smash Brothers Ultimate players all earned over $85,000 in prize money in 2018. The highest earner going by the online name of Hungrybox, bringing in $320,000 according to esports site Dexerto. Players who qualify for the Overwatch League can start at a base salary of $50,000 a year, with the highest earning salary of being up around $150,000. The Overwatch League offers health and retirement benefits for its players, as well as housing and training support while they're on the roster. One of the bigger concerns regarding esports and gaming on a larger scale is the idea of having kids playing first-person shooter games competitively. Schools around the valley, like Coronado, are taking a cautious approach to games like Overwatch and will only participate in Super Smash Bros. tournaments during the first season. It may take a while for the average Arizona sports fan to accept gaming as a sport, but just like with anything brand new, there will be uncharted territory moving forward and it will just take some time getting used to it. I think the average Arizona sports fan at first might be a little hesitant because it's a video game, but when, when you watch it and you see the competition and you kind of see the suspense build up, um, as teams are going against each other, especially if you're tied to a school. I mean, yeah. I don't, when I was in high school, I didn't care what we were competing in. If it was Tiddlywinks, you know, if it was, you know, Highland versus Gilbert, you know, we wanted to beat them. Competitive esports also allows more kids to get involved in their schools. Kids who don't play another sport or aren't involved in other school activities like robotics or band have a chance to represent their school while doing something they love and something they're passionate about. Benefit is that it gives it gives a lot of kids that don't have another place on campus. Like they're not super, they're not jocks, they're not, you know, uh, AP students. They gives them a place to really belong. It gives them it gives them something to look forward to. It gives them a a group of people that enjoy the same thing, the same thing as them. And you know, if even if they're a little bit socially awkward or you know they don't, it gives them something to look forward to in a place that they they feel comfortable in a place they belong. And that was the whole reason why I started like a gaming club and it kind of spurred into esports is that um, those kids need to feel excited about school and have something to look forward to beyond just, you know, their classes. And um, just like sports for me were a huge draw and the motivation to come every day, uh, that, that could be the same thing for, for somebody else. <laughs> to me, if you're participating in an extracurricular activity, it's a support to the academic process. So everybody's a student first, so no different than if I have a basketball player who plays basketball. He's a student first, his grades need to be handled, and then he can play basketball. And if basketball is his driving factor for him to keep his grades up, that's great. So eSports to me is no different. If you know I'm a Super Smash Brothers potential state champion, and I know that i got to keep my grades up in order to compete, I think that's going to be a, a huge benefit. It's high noon. 
With the inaugural esports season on the horizon, I asked Brandon Larson where he thinks esports will be once it has gained some traction at the high school level in Arizona. I see people dropping a lot of money into it. Yeah. Um, to me, you know, I was sitting, I think, in a restaurant or something, and ESPN was on, and they had, I think it's called Overwatch. It was, yeah. a, it was an Overwatch. It was like a, a world tournament. The Overwatch they, League, yeah. Yeah. And they had an entire arena filled with people watching this game. So I think, you know, at the end of the day, you know, you're going to get a lot of a lot of support for it. Um, I can see, you know, our our association, you know, doing a good job of, of getting it rolling. And at the end of the day, it could it could be huge. I think it's one of those deals where people are a little resistant to it because it's kind of the new cutting edge thing. And people just, you know, my generation and, you know, some of the older folks think you know well it's just a video game you know kind of like the way they said that you know video games are going to rot your brain and all that stuff yeah you know but at the end of the day there's there's hand-eye coordination there's problem solving skills there's a a large amount of skill that goes into playing those games do you go this is the modern age of sports in america Kids are playing video games and making comfortable livings off of it. Gaming has the potential to be the most popular activity among all high schools across the valley. It's just going to take some time getting used to hearing someone say, yeah, I'm the Arizona State Champion in Super Smash Bros. For my next podcast, I'll be talking with ASU senior Austin Garrison about his rise through the rankings of the NBA 2K League player pool and how he finished in the top 150 players in the world. For more, follow me on Twitter, at Christian Thurls. That's C-H-R-I-S-T-I-A-N-T-H-U-R-L-S. For more Cronkite news and Cronkite sports stories, check out cronkitenews.azpbs.org. For Cronkite Sports, I'm Christian Thurley. See you all next time.